0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies, and what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Today is my 50th, that's the five zero. Now I know some of you are thinking, You're already 50. No, it is the 50th episode for the Mind Fitness Mentor. How incredible is that? And today, I really want to start with some love and some gratitude for all the amazing people that have messaged me, that have celebrated me, that have promoted me, that have downloaded the podcast, send me messages of word of thanks, of gratitude, asking questions, asking me, Can I please do a podcast on A, B, C, or D? Because today, I celebrate the big five zero and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you amazing epic phenomenal magnificent human beings so from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for being part of my journey and thank you so much for taking the time to private message me taking time to download the podcast and taking time to share them to your friends and your family and your social media like Seriously girls and boys, I am blessed by the best. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So there is no better way than to start the 5-0 episode to talk about you, you and you. Yes, you and who you are being right now because it comes down to your identity. And did you know The strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's to stay consistent with how we, like that's us, we define ourselves. That's right, that's our identity. Thank you so much, Mr. Tony Robbins, who taught me so much about who I was being and who I wanted to be and I and trained me on how I had to shift my identity and I had to embrace a whole different Irsh. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So what is identity specifically? What does it mean in Ursh? You're losing me. You're losing me. You're losing me. It's okay. I've got you. I've got you. So basically what it comes down to is we all have an identity that's right it's a set of beliefs that define who we are and what we can and cannot or will or will not do. It's based mostly on our past hmm, and some of which is painful and some of which is pleasurable. So I'm curious what is your identity and who are you? So I think we'll just, we'll, we'll um, pick Sam's brain right now, shall we, Sam?
1: <laughs> as, she's,
0: right. as she sits here with her eyes like, what? Because, you know, sometimes we all need practical things. We need, like... Practice. We need practice. We need to hear
1: somebody else's, talk. oh, Absolutely. Hey, that's me, well, that's not me.
0: So how do you identify yourself? So if I said, hey, my name's Ursh," and you said, hey, I'm Sam, and I'd be like, what do you do? Who are you?
1: Well, I I'm a wife. And I'm a, a mum of a fur baby.
0: Yes, a fur baby mum. fur
1: baby mum. I am a business owner and a property investor. I am a daughter. Of, I'm a sister. I am healthy. And what else? Um, I am sporty. I am energetic.
0: Hmm. I am youthful. Mmm. And what else? I
1: am a
0: food lover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am a sun lover. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So if we just break down what Sam just shared with us then and It normally goes in the order of preference so however you identify yourself because remember the our identity is the qualities the beliefs and the personality traits the appearance and or expressions that characterize a person or a group now that's according to the dictionary so Sam's just shared with you quite a few different things so if you didn't know Sam straight away you're gonna know that she's a wife you're going to know that she's a mum of a fur baby. You're going to know that she's a daughter. You're going to know that she's a sister. You're going to know that she is into probably health and fitness. She also is a business owner, so she loves business. She loves property. And don't forget, I love food.
1: <laughs> and I love helping people with food. And I like <laughs> That's really one of my favorites. I love being that person that can help others around their food.
0: Yes, that's so true. So... What I'd love to know right now is, when you think about your identity, I want you just to take a few moments to really identify what is important for you. So maybe it is about your food. So, you know, if you're keto, then you relate to being in ketosis all the time. So it's all, I am keto. I am vegetarian. You know, I am healthy. I am always broke. I am always overweight. I'm always attracting crap into my world like it goes with all of the things good or bad like as Tony Robbins said before it comes from our past so I want you just to take two minutes now to think about who are you and write that down so did you do it did you do it or did you just keep walking and you just keep driving because if you did I want you just to take a screenshot right now so that you can come back and do the work that's needed for you to move to the next chapter it's for you to level up it's for you to be a better version of yourself because this stuff really matters and i want you to have a quick think about maybe you want to expand your list is what do you identify health wise how do you identify yourself mentally and emotionally those 10 success areas maybe your love and your relationship like sam said probably because i'm here to be honest That you know, she's a wife straight away, so that tells me that her relationship with her significant other is really important. What about your families? Do you identify being part of your family? What about your friends? What about your mission? What about experiences? Like maybe you're an adventurer, maybe you um, love traveling. What about your finances? Are your finances in a place right now where you have a fear mindset? or a scarcity mindset and you're thinking that you know you're always living day to day week to week or maybe you have an abundant mindset where you're always open to receiving more and more and more and your identity is that money is never going to be an issue for you as Sam's always had you've always had that identity haven't yeah,
1: you? No I'm never I never, never it doesn't even cross my mind that I'll ever be broke
0: hmm. or
1: that I won't be able to have something that I want within reason I'm not going to But But
0: it's what you want.
1: Yeah, whatever I want, I've always believed that I can have it. It just—it's just a matter of then you just have to get the money to get it.
0: Hmm. And then the last one is learning. So, what what is your identity when it comes to learning? So, my identity when it comes to learning is I'm going to be a lifelong learner, and I do probably two or three courses at one time. Uh, At least all the time. At least (laughs) it's going. Let's be realistic. Probably more four (laughs) to five at one time. And how would you identify yourself from a learning perspective then?
1: I am a little bit of an anti-learner. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, when I finished You school, could have went
0: me saying. Seriously, I am drinking some nice hot like raspberry tea right now and it nearly splattered all over the mic. <laughs> I'm an anti-learner. I'm a little bit of an anti-learner. Oh, Okay, so that's a little bit of a rebel anti-learner. Yeah,
1: like mm. I, I, I have my heat. yeah. I went from high school to have to go to university and I really didn't want to and then I had to go back to university and do some more university after the first lot of university and I really didn't want to do that either. So I have a real resistance to learning because it's something like I feel like I was forced to do for so many years.
0: I'm just going to stop you there because I know that this would be interesting to the listeners today and and it's just a great opportunity to highlight a thing or five. Mm -hmm. We'll go with one. Remember what Tony Robbins said? It's based mostly on our past. So Sam just shared with you so openly here about her experience and her past. And it was almost like she was forced to have to do the study, forced to have to go to university. So some of which is painful and some of which is pleasurable. So if you've linked pain to a, a memory in the past, a significant event or anything like that, an obstacle, a roadblock or a challenge guess how your identity is going to be shaped. That's a fine example. Perfect example. <laughs> but I do find
1: like I'm a resistant to learning, but I don't, when I am learning, I love it.
0: Hmm. But
1: when something comes up, an opportunity to go and, if someone said to me, man, you can go back to university and go and do a year of something or other, I'll be like, no, I did, I swore I would never step a foot inside a university or any study or college ever again the minute I finished. I might take that back one day.
0: So, just (laughs) just as a reference point here, remember how we started this podcast, Sam. The strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. So, I'm going to use this as an example. And Sam's not alone. We all have our thing, our identity. We want to hold on to it because we believe it to be true. Like, we are not going to let go of that identity. So, look at and have a think about what is the identity that your identities because there could be several that you're holding on to that are no longer serving you so we're going to start with health so let's have a think about what's your identity when it comes to food so in my household food is a great thing in my household I had family, well not necessarily family, uh, extended family. My mum is Samoan, so we every type of function that we went to was always based around food and lots of it, like lots of food. Food was like surplus, we always had food and then there'd be extra, extra, extra. So I grew up with the identity that I had coconut legs, coconut legs. So I got told by my family you've just got coconut legs you've just got thunder thighs you've just got tree trunks and this is where this is really this is really interesting because it's a set of beliefs that define who we are now I didn't start off believing that I had no idea if I had coconut legs I didn't know what coconut legs were I didn't know that I had tree trunk legs I didn't know what tree trunk legs were so I started making up beliefs about what my legs look like and I started to believe that I had massive thunder thighs because that was something that was really common and it was spoken about in my family from my brothers. Yes, if they're listening to this, which they never would do because they're anti-learning like you. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, subtle, 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 right? So if you can think about a time when you were growing up, what comes up for you?
1: Perhaps you... Um,
0: were not super coordinated when you were like five,
1: six, seven years old. Like most normal five, six, seven year olds. And you were told that you were unco and you that people might have laughed at you in primary school somewhere when you were doing sport. And then you created this belief that you're not sporty and you're not coordinated. And so you refuse to do sport or exercise. And maybe still to this day, you might be in your 40s, you might be in your 50s, you might be in your 60s or 70s, and you still have that belief. Because once that belief was put into your mind when you were a little child and you just stop practicing and you stop Mm. doing and you don't actually, you know, try, then you will never develop the coordination. You never develop the fitness. So you could never be anything but unfit or uncoordinated because you never took the actions to become anything but that.
0: Because you stopped. And it may not be because you were uncoordinated, maybe... Uh, you had brothers or sisters that may have been older than you mm. and you know wow. you were playing like in I don't know we, we used to play cricket or softball or swing ball or you know outside games like 30-30 or tag or things like that so if you're playing with older people that were more coordinated and you were younger perhaps you were told from your older siblings that you're too slow, you're too fat you're too lazy. You can't even catch a ball. And it just, the same message was repeated over and over time, over and over. And you started telling yourself the same message as well. So what other things are coming up for you? Maybe
1: you've always been told that you'll always be fat. You'll always be overweight because you can't control yourself. And I think that's,
0: I think it's worth sharing, you know, in your family. So Sam's family is South African and... Just to be clear, both of her sisters are around the 50kg mark. So, you know, how did it feel growing up in your home? And what were your beliefs and your identity, you know, based on food in your house?
1: Well, I was, ever since I was a baby, I was called Buddha. I was always big, okay, completely different genetics to my brother's, my brother and my sisters, they're all tiny and skinny and always have been. And I was just the opposite. And um, so I always... Or oh, Samantha will eat too much, keep those sweets away from her. She gets puts on too much weight, she's gonna be on a diet forever. She's gonna she's gonna look just like her granny um, and be have big hips like her granny. Um, she's you know, it was just that whole language the whole time I was growing up was that I was always gonna be fat, I was always the big one, I was always the fat kid. And I mean, I'm not the I'm not fat, I'm a size 12, 10, 12. But in my family, my sisters are a size six. So, and they're taller than me, and they're older than me, and they weigh like 20 kilos less than
0: me. So what did you start believing at a really
1: young age? <clears throat> that I was the fat kid, mm. and that I always would be, and that weight would always be an issue. And I would never be as skinny as my sisters, let's be honest, thank goodness,
0: because they're too skinny.
1: <laughs> I have to go over and stay with them so they can put on weight. <laughs> I used to be shipped off to go and look after my sister so she could gain weight. <laughs>
0: So there you go. Like if we're told something over and over again, we actually start believing it, even if it's bullshit. Like even if it's bullshit, we actually start putting on that identity. It's like putting on a jacket and saying, yep, this jacket fits me, this is my identity. When really, it shouldn't be your identity and you need to change the jacket. Another really common one that we hear at the gym is, so, you know, obviously we train a lot of women at the gym and we have done for the last 20 years. My mum and dad are diabetic, so I'm going to get diabetes. Or I got diagnosed with diabetes today, so I just have to take my own tablets. And there's no lifestyle shift. There's no taking ownership. And I'm not saying everyone that is diabetic. Obviously, you know, diabetic diabetes type one, totally different uh, ball game here. But I'm talking about the fact that we don't know what we don't know. So if mum and dad are uh, diabetic and your aunties and uncles are diabetic, and you've grown up with diabetes around you everywhere, you have a belief system, and you define yourself by that belief system, you're going to end up with diabetes too. So when it happens, it's not going to freak you out, because remember what Tony Robbins says, is to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. So if you're thinking about all of the things that make you up, what are the things that are happening right now in your head thinking oh I didn't think about that one I didn't think about that one and what about that one because there are so many things that have happened to us as children and I'm not saying it's right or wrong what I'm saying is we've now identified that behavior or those beliefs and that's we've made that define who we think we really are and guess what you are not who you think you are so I guess now you're getting why we need to dig deep into identity. It's, and another reason is because our beliefs about ourselves are among the strongest forces shaping our lives. Write this one down. Like this is a pause or a screenshot moment. Beliefs control behavior. Beliefs control behavior. Beliefs control behavior. Beliefs control behavior. What? That's right. So however you're behaving right now, is due to the fact you believe it there's something in you right now your identity is driving the behavior so whatever results or whatever outcome you're currently getting if you're not happy with it change your identity change the outcome because you change the actions whoa you're gonna to have to rewind that because this is powerful what Tony Robbins shared for me was a metaphor, and I'm gonna share that with you now because seriously, this transformed my thinking, this transformed who I was being, and this was a game changer for me. So, what he said is you've set your life at a thermostat. So let's say that you know, from New Zealand standards, we're all seeing it around 36-37 degrees. That's our body temperature. And that's a representative of your personal comfort zone. So Ursh sits at say 36 and Sam sits at 37, that's our comfort zones comfort zones yeah individually so but not your ultimate best self so I'm comfortable at 36 and Sam is comfortable at 37 but we're not our ultimate best self so that 36 and that 37 is where you are content physically financially and how much intimacy you're comfortable with how you connect you you feel to your creator so the universe God Allah your partner, your friends, your children, like all of those 10 success areas that we constantly talk about. So we are sitting in the comfort zone with our health, our mental and emotional well-being, our partner, our love, our family, our friends, our mission, our experiences, our spirit, our finances, our learning. Comfortable. That's right. We are comfortable, but it's not your ultimate best self which means we're not living life by design we're actually living life by default because we're in our comfort zone and we are stuck with our identity what I know there was a lot to take in like that's a big digestible moment right there and I told you that number 50 was going to be a biggie this is a big big huge deal so let's say Sam's still on 30, I'm on 36 and Sam's on 37. So if things begin to drop, and again, you can relate this to any area of your life. It's not just life as a big hole. We've got to break it into the segments, right? So, so if things begin to drop and Sam goes down to 36 and I go down to 35 and then we go down to 34 and then Sam goes down to 35, right? Your brain is going to say, hey, Sam, hey, Ursh, what am I doing down here? at 34 and 35 I'm more than this then when your engine kicks on you will begin to get going so I want you to think about this from a weight perspective so you you've always been a certain weight and most of us think that we should be the same weight that we were when we were 15 16 17 I don't know about you but do you think that
1: yes like
0: Oh, good. It's so not just me then. Like, it is a general. So, it's me and Sam, when we're both gym owners and we're both personal trainers, we hear this from our clients all the time. So, it's normal for us to think that we should be at a certain weight. And when we go over that weight, right, guess what happens? Your brain kicks in and says, Oh my God, I've put on too much weight. The jeans aren't fitting anymore. Can't fit my shoes anymore. Don't have the same energy anymore. I've got to do something about it. Alert, 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 alert.
1: And the further away you get from that goal weight, like you might have like a 10 kilo kind of um, bracket, whatever you want to call it. And let's just say you want to get 70 kilos and now you hit 79.9. And then you're like the holy hell, everything is going to change. So you can get back to that 30, that um, 70 kilos because like 80 is the threshold where, where all hell breaks loose and you'll stop all of what you're doing and change. But maybe in between, you'll just go, oh, it's okay, I'll lose a bit. Oh, it's okay. And then you get a shock. And that's when you make that
0: massive change. And I hear what you're saying because a lot of people are like, irsh, like mine is like a 30 or a 40 kilo. Stay tuned because this is exactly what we're talking about, your identity. Why is your identity the way that it is right now? Is it serving you or is it harming you? So lots of ladies end up going past their threshold. They don't go past their identity though. So if your identity is around being bigger and carrying more weight, that's where your thermostat lies. Very, very important, everybody. Wherever your thermostat is, is where your identity lies. And if that doesn't change, you won't change. Shut the fridge door. (laughs) Then on the flip side of it... Because I was going to say, shut the airfare up. But I was like, no, let's just shut the fridge door. How appropriate right now.
1: (laughs) And on the flip side, this can also happen on the other side of things. So you could be doing really well. And suddenly, you know, you've got to, you might have, I don't know, decided you were going to buy a property and, you know, start investing in property or you're going to get a new job or you're going to do some personal development and things start changing for you in a positive way. And you're suddenly becoming this new, better version of you, and your thermostat has gone from 36, 37 degrees to suddenly like 38, 39, 40 degrees. And to think but think of this in a good way, it's getting better and better and better. And then suddenly you like freak out! I'm not this person, I'm not a property investor, I don't know what I'm doing, and you go back to where you were and you revert back to the person you were because it's your comfort zone rather than progressing forward and being this new improved version of you because it's scary out there
0: remember we all want to stay in our comfort zone why because it's bloody comfy it's like putting on that old jacket you don't want to upgrade your jacket because the good old jacket that you've been wearing for the last two five and ten years fits like a glove Well, that's exactly the same as your identity and we are not going to have a bar of it moving forward. We are like in the middle of 2022 right now. By the end of 2023, they're going to be like totally different identity, living that identity for well over a year.
1: Just from a nutrition coaching point of view and having run hundreds of challenges for thousands and thousands of women in the last 20 years at the gym, Mm. the biggest issue you have, like I don't think there's one person who'll be listening to this who doesn't agree You go on a diet, you go on a challenge, you lose the weight, you change your food, you change your exercise routine, the challenge finishes, and you go straight back to the old habits, straight back to the old food, straight back to not exercising, and you go straight back to being the person you were before the challenge, plus some. What? That that whole yo-yo is because you change your identity temporarily,
0: and then you go back to the old you. So I'm curious... Have you ever experienced this? Have things got so bad with your health and maybe your body, your relationships or your career, perhaps your finances, that you hit a threshold and you began to do everything the opposite way? So one, you either make a change or two, you go back to hitting your comfort zone because you've made the change already. So if you've ever been in a position where maybe procrastination or self-sabotage rings a big bell, then you will understand now from this beautiful metaphor that we just shared about, you know, your 36 and your 35, you'll have a greater understanding of why you self-sabotage because this is your identity. The strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. That's right. It's that consistency. So we must go back to what we started at. That's just the normal way. That's our human being. That's how we think. That's how we operate. So it's not necessarily about changing your identity. It's actually we need to expand it. As Tony Robbins says, in times of growth, our brain must be able to say, I am capable of this. And it's why people do firewalks. So many years ago, we, we did a um, Keurig Ashley training here in Auckland and we had to walk over fire coals. Remember that? Fire mm. coals. And what we did then is we just went against everything that said, this is, we, you know, we defined ourselves that we're not going to be firewalkers and we have to go out of our way to make our brain do something that it never believed was possible. And on the retreat that I ran last year, we actually had planks of wood that if you look at them, they'd be really hard to break. And we went through this whole process about your identity and um, breaking the board. So who did you believe that you were and who did you want to become? And then we had to put the board down and everyone just had to smash through the board. And we had some people that had limiting beliefs around things or they didn't hit it properly or they had self-doubt. So when we broke through, when the brain breaks through a barrier of what they didn't think was possible and we make it possible, guess what? We're starting to expand our identity. Like, isn't that exciting? So when I run the next retreat, I think I'm gonna have to have more board breaking. I think that was a huge hit. Oh, don't worry, I'll let you know when the next retreat is because it won't be far away. So what could you do today? What's something that you could do? to redefine yourself and I also I'll share a story with you so um, when I got diagnosed with my liver disease I my new identity was I am the person with a liver disease and I made that mean that now I'm not going to be able to have the identity of that fit fabulous amazing instructor and personal trainer that had boundless amounts of energy. I wouldn't no longer be able to do um, half Ironmans, I wouldn't be able to do triathlons, I wouldn't be able to do any more running due to fatigue. And that was the identity, that was the jacket that I put on. I put the jacket on and I wore the jacket. And so one of the things that I had to do was change the way that I was acting and change the way that I was thinking. So if we go back to what's something that you could do today to redefine yourself and I've shared with you before on the podcast I was struggling with fatigue and I had limiting beliefs and the identity was that I'm always going to struggle with fatigue. So 12 months after my diagnosis I was still aiming anywhere between 300 and maximum 3,000 or 4,000 steps a day. So one of the actions that I did and I worked with my coach through this was that Okay, I'm going to do over that three times a week. And the fear was real in my head. It was because I was trying to stay true to my, I was trying to be consistent with how I was defining myself at an unconscious level because we're not always aware of our conscious behavior. So we're acting in a way that is always serving how we're defining ourselves. So if you're defining yourself with someone that has an illness or an injury, then you're going to create the behaviors that go with that. So I had to go and do something different. I had to go and take action in a different area. So I think it was back in August and I started on the um, four, three or four thousand steps and then the next week or the next month I went up a thousand And then the next month I went up a thousand. And so I was trying to hit the the goal of an extra thousand every month, two or three times a week. So come December, I'm hitting 9,000 steps last year in December, two or three times a week. So I was proving to myself and I was changing the neural pathways in my brain to say that you are no longer that person and you were taking action on a daily basis. I wasn't ending up fatigued. So I'm proving to my brain that that was bullshit. And then come uh, January, I had a whole new brand new resolution and I just completely blew that old paradigm or that old identity out of the water and I gave myself a 30-day goal of trying to do 10,000 steps a day. Now I'd gone from you know 300 to 3,000, I'd slowly made progress every single month and now I was like, well there's no way I can do 10,000 a day because I've just done 9,000 three times a week. So I stretched my thinking. I had to take even more severe action to prove to myself that I, it was bullshit. I was just, everything was bullshit and I was acting in a way that was bullshit and it wasn't serving me. So that's the important thing to remember. If the habits or the action steps that you're taking aren't serving you, then we need to address what we can do to change it. So by simply committing to a 30 day challenge and doing 10,000 steps every single day, guess what? Everything changed for me because my identity of fatigue from doing exercise was blown out of the water. Now I own a gym and I'm a personal trainer and I may or may not have been obsessed with exercise sometime in my past. So to no longer be able to have the flexibility and the freedom to exercise if and when I wanted, it was a huge paradigm or a huge identity shift for me. If I can go on this this road everybody then I know I know that you can go on this road as well. So I'm going to encourage you to find out what is the identity that you are currently hiding behind that is stopping or preventing you from living your best fricking life today? Like what is it? And really be ruthless with yourself, really address it, don't ignore it, break it down. Think about, well not even think about, I want you to ask yourself this question, is it true? Like, is it true that I'm suffering with chronic fatigue when I walk 3,100 steps? Like, I was like, I can't do any more than 3,000 because then I'm going to end up on the couch for three hours. I'm going to be really, I'm going to be a complete wreck. I'm going to be so exhausted. And it was this story that I kept replaying in my head over and over because I'd struggled with chronic fatigue for probably the last, I don't know, maybe five years on and off. So I'd built up this limiting belief that this was my new normal i.e., this was my identity. So, what are the steps that you need to take to make sure that you don't end up like me and stuck in the identity that didn't serve me for quite a few years? The first thing you have to do is be aware of what is your identity. So, if you haven't done that yet, I want you to grab a piece of paper and write down what. Or who you identify being so maybe you know your health like I said before maybe you identify as being um, on a keto diet maybe you are vegan or vegetarian maybe you are paleo maybe you are raw like you know maybe you're just so flexible like Sam and she just likes food full stop so What is your health identity? What is your health identities? What's your mental and emotional identities? What's your partner and love identity? What's your family identity? Your friends? Your mission? Your experiences? Are you into adventure? Like your spirit? How you know are you connected and feeling connected? You know religion? Like as I said before like some people are believing in God, some people are believing in Allah, some people are believing in Buddha. Like and then also delving into your finances like are you in a scarcity mindset or are you an abundance mindset are you where you want to be right now or do you want to expand that and the same with your learning where are you right now and do you want to expand that so putting down your identity so you can see it there black or white and then the next thing I want you to do so step number two is look at it and challenge it like is this true like seriously is it true or is it made up bullshit I just call it made up BS. Have you made it up like as other people told you that and you started believing it? Is it actually true? Like for me, is it actually true that I'm going to end up with chronic fatigue and be exhausted sitting on the couch if I went over my 3000 steps? And in my head, I'd actually made that true. I couldn't get to a point where I was able to sweat. So I'd actually believe that for over a year that I couldn't because my specialist has said to me a certain amount of information and I took that on board until I started believing it. And so I had to challenge that and say, is this true? Nope, it's bullshit. And then I want you to think about num- step number three, what are the action steps, the specific action steps that you need to do or you need to take that are going to change the result that you currently have. and. As I shared with you, my, my steps were little. So I, I'm always a fan of little baby steps consistently. So if we apply the 1, 1% one every day rule, then you're not going to fall back to that thermostat. Remember that thermostat we spoke about earlier? Are you a 36 or are you a 37 right so if we're taking those little baby steps consistently every single day we're gonna start to create new neural pathways in the brain and therefore we're going to get a different outcome it's a win-win so remember step number one is just what is your current identity or what do you currently think you are or who are you currently being and that will show up with what you have right now number two is call yourself out ask yourself the question Is that true? So you might um, be struggling and living day to day right now and not able to have enough food to survive. So is it true that I'm broke? That would be the question. At the moment the reality is yes you are broke. The next question is do I have to stay broke? Because some people live day to day or moment to moment They don't realize that by changing their actions, they change their outcome. So what would be one clear action step that you could take so that you can create new neural pathways so that you can change your identity from someone that has got a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset when it comes to your finances, so maybe it's something as little as I'm going to start a savings account and I'm going to start saving $20 a week. the first month and at the end of the month you've got $80 and then the second month you might say I'm going to continue saving $20 a month well the outcome is going to be very different at the end of the year if you're saving $20 a week because now you have a savings option which means that you're not coming from a scarcity mindset you're coming from an abundant mindset so you're starting to just change the way that you think and once you do that the actions are different and then the outcome is different how incredible is that Now, as we wrap up this session today, I'm going to let you know, in fact, I'm actually going to encourage it that you go back and listen to this episode again because I've done lots of training with Tony Robbins about identity and every time I hear new information from him, even if I repeat the same information, my brain is blown. So it's a, it's a topic in an area that you can't learn too much about. You're always going to have more insights and you're always going to take in more knowledge, which is exactly about expanding your current identity. So Tony Robbins says, identity is the incredible invisible force that controls your whole life. Like your whole life. It's invisible. Like gravity is invisible but it controls your whole life. That's right. Your whole life. So if We didn't have awareness around this before and now we have awareness around this. Now we can call bullshit if we need to call bullshit and then we start taking uh, different actions. We're gonna get the outcome that we desire, which of course is creating our life by design. We wanna be the CEO of our life so that we can have more fun, way more fulfillment. We can have adventure, we can have excitement, and most importantly, we can have fulfillment. And when you think about it, when you live your best life you're giving permission for everyone else to step up and do the same and isn't that what life's always about like seriously like oh so there we go that is episode number five zero it is done it is dusted i am super excited to hear what your identity is please send me a message please let me know on the socials. I'm excited for this one, ladies. And I really hope that uh, this has been one game changer for you as it has been for me in the past few years. Until next week, go out there and sprinkle some magic on someone and be magnificent. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.